So hi, well the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Donovan Malero. We're asking him some questions today about his upcoming album, Chelsea Park After Dark. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Thank you so much, dude. It's good to be here with both of you. Thanks for taking the time to uh, do this with me. I am um, I'm stoked on it. I didn't really know what to expect. I feel like a lot of people always say that, but it still stands true. And um the response has been great. People seem interested in, in hearing this side of, of what I do, so I'm stoked on that. Hey, you put out another single today, right? I did, yeah. I put on a, a Neon Ocean came out today. Hell yeah. Um, now, for, for context for the people listening, we started this last night, and we're picking it up uh, today. So I told you last night, listen to the album. I listened to it again mm-hmm. on my, uh, my drive home from work because it's just that fucking good. I love this album oh so God. much. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Remarkable. Thank you so much. That's awesome. <laughs> of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um, the, so the title, Chelsea Park After Dark, um, Chelsea is it's sort of a play on words. There's a, an area that I spent a good amount of time in near Chelsea in London. And so it has to do with that area. There, there's a, um, and, and with the album art, there's a piece uh, from, taken from there that is just one of the landmarks of the area. Um, and the color scheme feels very England as well. To me, it's very fall feeling, uh, fall flowing. And it was really, it was really the artist that just, um, I, I initially had told him I want to have an album cover that's not morbid, mm-hmm. but still like a head in the center and limbs all around it, mm-hmm. uh, but like artsy, if you will. And yeah. um, he didn't end up doing the severed, <laughs> the severed body parts idea he went with the, uh, just my face turned to the side uh, he, he he made that after a uh, a picture that he had uh, seen online and then surrounded the landmarks of of that of the area that i'm describing in the album title with that along and then he took the idea of the limbs and just kind of embedded them into my hair and uh i think parts of my jacket the arms reaching i think there's even some legs around there uh, I think he he knocked it out of the park and 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 it feels like the music and it it's got a, a solemn touch to it as well and that is what the album is about as well. It's uh, Chelsea Park after dark is just a play on words on um, the feeling uh, the way I was feeling during that time. Truly awesome. is the perfect package for the record. One hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Absolutely. Uh, the writing process was really exciting. It was pretty different. I was real fucked up. I was I was feeling awful about many things going on in, in, in my personal life. And I'd had such a, uh, a trajectory feeling at the beginning of 2020. Everything was looking really good. And of course, we had the pandemic take place, obviously. Everything was just going wrong, it felt like, during that time. And uh, in order to cope with it, I went to... Long Island, New York. And I stayed at Voodoo Studios for like a month and worked with Mike Watts. And before I went out there, I called my good friend, uh, good friends, Alan Casillas and Joe Cutie to come out and help me co-write an album and, and put together maybe different song structures of songs I'd had in the past already, I reshaped them and just write new ideas. And that's what we did as a, as if kind of the three of us just for week straight buckled down and demoed songs and recorded songs and it helped me get through 
that really terrible feeling I was dealing with. That's great. For sure. And yeah. like, what what made you kind of put together a solo project? Because you've got so many other, you know, music oh, projects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this was just something that didn't fit into the other things I was already doing. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it fit sonically, and I was able to say more about what I wanted to. Like, it, it fully encompassed something that I had full control of, essentially. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. My favorite lyric off this album yeah. would probably be, um, I just had, it's in Neon Ocean, actually, the song that came out today. It's a very anthemic song. Mm-hmm. The, the song in general has to do with just being able to completely um, realize that you, that I, I can pave my own path any way that I want. Like I can, I don't need to rely on anyone or anything else mm-hmm. to do what I want to do. Vultures circle up ahead. They will forever scavengers. all beg for bread. And I'm, uh, and, but I'm on the ocean. Won't, won't jump. Saw things. I never saw things. I saw things. I never would have if I hadn't been there. Won't jump on heads around me just to look taller. There we go. Oh, That's it. Perfect. There we yeah. go. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love it. It's a great lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So how had the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener, be the opener, closer, be the closer, just shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Um, shuffle things around. I wanted to have a, a piano closer and uh, better for the next work perfectly for that. And I thought that it was fitting for the self-titled track to be the opener mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't too much working things around and it was probably about the third order that i had that we thought this works great let's just keep it how it is hell yeah love that perfect uh, so you went over briefly before but would you be able to go a bit more in depth for this question would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this album yeah I, I was really in a bad spot i was feeling terrible i was had just there was a lot of things that were collapsing in the, the professional life Mm-hmm. personal life and the last thing that just made me completely crash was the loss of a, a long distance relationship mm-hmm. and flying i flew overseas to try to put something back together that just didn't work anymore i was only there for three days mm-hmm. flew right back into boston to spend time with family mm-hmm. and i walked around the streets downtown um essex massachusetts and i think every day i would just walk for miles just thinking and I smoked so many cigarettes during this time it was ridiculous just smoked and walked and smoked and walked Mm -hmm. and about three weeks into that is actually when I thought I have to like this is a while it fucking sucks this is one of those narrow windows that I have where I feel this insane vulnerability and Mm -hmm. insane sense of awareness and this massive ego death that brings on a lot of inspiration that I don't always get to come by. So I should take advantage of this called up as I mentioned, Alan and Joe. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's meet in New York. If you guys can please. And uh, they were down and we flew out. And so I was in a headspace of a loss, felt pretty devastated, uh, very unsure about what the future was. And just in general, um, we still had no idea when bands are going to be playing again. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a booking agent as well. uh, professionally Mm -hmm. so canceling all my clients tours Mm -hmm. it was just a very dark time but it was around the same time that 
I started to, I was digging and looking for something that, uh, something that, that would help me, that would guide me through what was next. And I actually discovered a lot of this law of attraction shit and, and really the idea of manifesting and I, I sound like a Pinterest meme right <laughs> no. now. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, but that, but to get back to what you were saying, it was a very dark period, mm-hmm. um, a very vulnerable period. But I'm glad I, I had the the Noah thought at least to see that that this was a window I could take advantage of to record something that I'd wanted to do for a while, but I actually just didn't have the time. Fair enough. Yeah. And, then, then I did have the time. Yeah. And, and like as fucked up as it is, it's like the those really dark periods are like the best time too, right? And like create it's some true. of the best work too. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it happened. I'm glad all of it, and, uh, regardless of the terrible uh, repercussions of, of the pandemic. Of course, I'm not glad that that happened, but I'm glad I went through and had to experience what I did during that time mm-hmm. because it actually opened up a completely train of thought and uh, perspective change moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And the album as well, it brought across this album that I'm really, really proud of. It's, it's interesting to talk about because it's been almost a year and a half ago. These were even written and tracked. So my, my headspace is very different now. I'm a lot, I'm I'm in a much better uh, state of mind, but it's cool to still be able to listen back to these. And sometimes it puts me back into that, into that mindset I was in, uh, which is good. I mean, it was, at least to me, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first to- first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? I think with headphones on and did you say in the dark? Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. All right. Turn off all the lights, put on headphones, and just li- definitely listen all the way through because I-, I think that has a little more of an impact. And I'm old school. I like listening to albums from front to back. I agree. Perfect. And how did you personally listen to the album for the first time? Uh, we got back the masters in sequential order. It was just this mm-hmm. one long file and it was meant to just proof to make sure everything flowed. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I put it on my, uh, in my headphones in the dark. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. That's perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Um, variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, genuine. Okay. Yeah. And dynamic. Love it. Very good. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Melancholy. Melancholy. Would you like to, do you know, no, you just want to leave it at that? One word. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? I know you mentioned it was kind of a dark period, but I'd like you to share any bright rays of sunshine that sure. kind of came through. I, I love, 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 love my friends. And I love, love, love working at Voodoo Studios in Long mm-hmm. Island. And so even during a time that, I was feeling really not good um, about everything in general. Hanging out with Alan and Joe and our friend Ken, Ken Mundo was also there. And, and so if, if and so listeners may know, Alan Casillas is a, uh, he's a producer. He uh, drums for Hail the Sun as well on tour. He even does some recording with us. Uh, he has his own band, Vise, and a solo uh, endeavor called Ase. That's Alan. And when I refer to Joe O'Cutie, Joe is also a producer, a songwriter and a composer he 
we met him when he played keys in a band called the Venetia Fair back in the day, and he's currently the bassist of bassist of Ice Nine Kills, and and my roommate. So hanging out with these guys was so fucking awesome. And Ken Mundo, as I mentioned, he was there just documenting things and hanging out. That was my favorite part of it. I, not really one particular moment. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging out with them and Mike Watts and Frank over at Booty Studios. Mike Watts is the producer, uh, a producer and an engineer. He owns Booty Studios. It's just amazing compound out in Long Island, the very tip of, uh, of Long Island. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gorgeous. I go there a lot. I love to spend time there. Uh, and Mike's a, a really good friend and a good dude. That's great. Uh, creating memories with them was the best part for sure. I, I treasure, I think, I really believe that the people you surround yourself with are, are an extension of yourself mm-hmm. and um, help create who you become and who you are. And I only want to surround myself with people who I feel good around. I think mm-hmm. feeling good is your emotional indicator that you're doing things right. And that you're in alignment with oneself, right? So being being around those people and feeling good help help me feel good in return, even though it was a very rough time. That's a good answer. For sure, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so picture this: you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? I get Doritos or Buglers. If the gas station has Buglers, I'll get Buglers. Okay. Ooh, All right. that's good. Sounds that's good. good. Uh, so on the topic of food, if your if your project was a dish, what dish would the project be? Uh, cheese. Oh, I was gonna say cheese ravioli, but that's Ooh. only because I really like cheese ravioli. Uh, this would be. Oh, this is your project? Exactly. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great. But cheese ravioli is really good, and this mm-hmm. is gonna. It makes you feel good, and this is. The, I want this to leave a little more of a uh, hopelessness slash hopeful. Okay. All right. uh, feeling okay. a feeling of melancholy if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so maybe uh no let's just go with cheese ravioli okay cheese cheese ravioli, ravioli with, yeah uh, mozzarella on stock <laughs> sounds like oh, you're craving good. cheese ravioli <laughs> are you gonna get some after this <laughs> sounds really good mm-hmm. yeah i think i will tonight for dinner i actually definitely will Hell yeah. Okay, good. Love good. that uh so for the last couple <laughs> questions we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Uh, I would get a cheese pizza with a side of macaroni and cheese and a Coca-Cola along with a Buckler non-alcoholic beer. Ooh. Sounds good. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would live in the Avatar world. Last Airbender or Pandora? Uh, the one from like 15 years ago that came out. The Blue movie? People? Yeah. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's Pandora. Yeah, I love that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, Pandora. That's the one. Yeah, where you can like connect with like every creature I, yeah, and everything with I your hair. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was super cool. That was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I've thought of asking the last question and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. Okay. What's your favorite color? My favorite color? Yes. Mm-hmm. Red. Red? Specific shade of red? Or... Mm-hmm. It's just always been red. Yeah, red or maroon. I really, right. I really like that color. Sounds good. It's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? 
course, the new album, Chelsea Park After Dark, is coming out. Uh, what, when will the podcast air? In a couple of weeks, right around the time of the release. Oh, awesome. Um, so, Chelsea Park After Dark, I've got a, a solo tour coming up as well, the Chelsea Park After Dark tour, which is April 30th to May 20th. I'm taking out my good friends Limbo and Mundo on that tour. Mundo was the one who took pictures and documented in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and around that time as well, Hail the Sun has some shows coming up with the Fall of Troy, a music festival, So What Music Fest in Texas at that time. Uh, we'll do some shows around that with Fall of Troy as well. Um, and everything else I think that I would plug isn't quite, uh, hasn't quite materialized yet. But the solo album is the big one. If, if you're listening to this, and I would love for you all to check out Chelsea Park After Dark. I put a lot, a lot of time and effort and energy into, into making it. And while it's not the exact same uh, representation of how I feel today, it's, it's, a good, it's a good story of that chapter of my life for sure. Hell yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, well, thank you for Snow. That's been Donovan Malero, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>